Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Y'all ready to pray? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. God, we thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to be in worship. God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings. God, if you can use anything, Lord, you can certainly use us. Have your way in this place, God. Touch like only you can. Heal like only you can. Deliver like you always do. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray in the people of God. Say it. Amen. 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 All right, family, come on into the room. Um, this morning, I'm uh, excited. I think I'm always excited about uh, the word of God, just like everybody else is. Um, I want to, um, this morning, our devotional is found um, in um, the book of uh, Joshua, the second chapter. Um, we're going to just read Joshua 2, um, verses uh, 2 through 7. I think that's where we are. Joshua 2, verses 2 through 7. And um, the word of the Lord um, reads as follows. Um, here we go. Old man got it this morning. Let's start at verse um, one. I'm going to start at verse one, Joshua two, so we can catch this all. And then we'll go all the way down to um, um, verse seven, Joshua two. First chapter, uh, Joshua 2, verses 1 through 7. Word of the Lord reads as follows. Uh, then Joshua sent, secretly sent out two spies from the Israelite camp at Acacia Grove. He instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. So the two men set out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have Come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who came into your house, uh, for they have come to here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went. If you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. And I would just like to use as a subject on today, I'm gifted to. Can everybody say that? I'm gifted to. This is your declaration out loud this morning. You got to say it like you mean it. I'm gifted to. Listen, uh, I vividly remember y'all uh, growing up, uh, being in elementary school, uh, West Hills Elementary School in Bessemer, um, Alabama. And I remember um, y'all tell me if y'all, if they did it like this, wherever y'all went to school, this is how they did it where I was from. Uh, I vividly remember um, there would be times in the middle of the day where suddenly uh, they would come and they would select certain students out of the classroom and they would take them away. And I'm like, where are they going? And they were like, those are the 
the gifted students. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Did y'all have some type of program like that with it? Some of y'all was probably in that program. You know, Sister Nicole, Sister Deborah, uh, brother, uh, brother Mark. What about you, brother David? David, were any of y'all in the gifted program where they would take some of the select students out and say, "Y'all come over here and uh, and y'all go over and y'all do some special stuff." And I'm like, you know what? Hey, I want to go in that class. I'm gifted too. You know, they were like, you know, well, you, you know, your 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 scores are okay, but you need to be a little bit higher uh to get into uh this this class and y'all ain't gonna lie i was in my feelings <laughs> because i was not chosen to go with the gifted uh uh students and uh and i always remembered that i i, I remember probably being a little bit jealous <laughs> that's right i knew listen nicole over here making smiley faces y'all she was in the gifted group listen i was in my feelings right i'm, I'm still mad at y'all because they didn't choose me well look as funny as that is uh for me uh, personally uh, what I've discovered in 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 real life as 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 grown as grown people, uh, many many times, um, yeah, right. Brother David said he was tested but didn't get in the group. Oh, that that's a word all by itself. Many times in life, as grown people and as adults, uh, society uh, selects and chooses. Um, who 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 uh, society feels is considered to be gifted. That could be a gifted athlete. It could be a gifted uh, musician. It could be a gifted physician. You know the things of that nature. And uh, those are the individuals we hold in high self and high esteem, and we're thankful for their gifts. But today's word is a simple one. I just want you to say after me, I'm gifted too. I want to talk to the individuals who didn't get chosen for the class. But I also want to talk to those individuals that were a part of that and say that that God is, even though you've been gifted and you were selected then, I want to encourage you that God has some new things and some new gifts that he wants to uh, you to uh, tap into. God is saying in this season that you need to be reminding yourself on a daily basis that you're gifted, whether you have never been selected or if he selected you for something fresh that you're gifted. I think too many times we don't, we forget the fact that we are gifted and our, our true gifts are not necessarily a skill set that we own. Our true gifts are those things that come from God and God alone. And I just want to encourage you today with that simple word. I'm gifted too. Matter of fact, it's going to sound silly, but I want you to look in the mirror and say to yourself today, I'm gifted to call your name out loud and say, I'm gifted to perhaps they chose somebody else for the promotion, but I'm gifted to perhaps somebody else is the favorite in the family, but I'm gifted to perhaps somebody else has been teaming to get all of the uh, accolades or opportunities in church, but I'm gifted to today. You got to encourage yourself, even if you have a yesterday, I don't care about yesterday. Today, I'm gifted. And I want to encourage you today uh, through the word of God and remind you uh, that the Bible is a reminder that every one of us has gifts. Uh, one of my favorite passages of scripture comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 18 verse 16 uh, declares a man's gift uh, makes room for him and brings him before uh, great men. Listen, let me tell you why that's so important. What your gift will do, it, was, it will put you in rooms that you, uh, uh, it will put you in rooms and when it puts you in those rooms, it will have, give you influence to change the climate in that room. Room. It will give you influence to change the atmosphere in that room. It will give you influence to shift uh, some things in that room. The reason 
that God has placed you in the position that you are in uh, today is because you are in a, you have a gift in you. And now that God has placed you in that position, you can be his agent. You can do exactly what he has assigned you to do. Can we be real about your life? Can we talk about your life, your career? Can we talk about whatever God is doing? Can you acknowledge the fact that there's a gift in you? Can you realize, can you acknowledge the fact that God has placed you in position around some great people? He's placed you around some great opportunities and you have come into that place and you have given some ideas and they say, you know what? We've never thought about it that way. That's your gift talking. They never saw it that way because God said, I needed you to go in there to shift the mind. I needed you to go in there to shift some thinking. I needed you to go in there and show a different perspective. I'm gifted too. So for all of your days, remember Proverbs 18 to 16, a man's gifts makes room for him and brings him before great men. I can testify in this season of my own personal life. The Lord God Almighty has put me in, in the presence of some great women and some great men. I've been in front of some, 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 some high-ranking judicial officials, some high-ranking um, uh, governmental officials. And I said, look at little old me. What in the world do I have? Why are these people talking to me? Why are they calling my phone? Because God is saying, your gift is making room. Now, when I put you in there, it ain't about you, uh, about you uh, 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 getting your head swollen, if you will, or, or, or it's not about you. It's about me. Remember, your gift is about the Lord God Almighty. He wants to use the gift that's in you to do something exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you could ask, think, or imagine. Your children are gifted, not just when they uh, do excel in the classroom. Something that I saw on social media that spoke to me, and I pray it speaks to you. It says that we are setting our children up for failure is when the only time we tell them that we're proud of them is when they accomplish something on the uh, sports field or when they bring good grades. It makes them think uh, that their value and their worth is based in accomplishment and not just based in the fact of who they are. You need to go and tell somebody today that Brian brought an elf home. I'm proud of you. You are gifted. You need to tell somebody today that's laying on the couch. You know what? You are special. You are amazing. It's going to mess their head up because only time we get anytime somebody say something good about us is based on performance, right? But we have to shift that and say, no, you are just a gift all in yourself. Can y'all encourage somebody today and say, listen, I want to let you know that you are a gift all in yourself. Latonya, you are a gift all in yourself, not just because God has blessed you in corporate America, but you just a gift to the kingdom of God. Brother Joe, if you up this morning, you probably ain't. But when you hear this devotional, I want you to know you are a gift all in yourself, not because you've done anything special, but just because of who you are. Sister uh, Crystal, Sister Candice, anybody out there, Miss Bailey, I want to let everybody know I'm dropping names. I can't drop all of the names, but I want to drop a few names and let you know you are a gift all in yourself. Can we encourage everybody and say that I'm a gift not because of performance, but just because of who God is, just because who he made me to be, and just because of what God has put inside of me, my sisters and my brothers. That's why God led me to the story of Rahab. Rahab is an interesting biblical character. The Bible tells us uh, we reach this point in the story where Joshua is about to cross over into the promised land, and he's about to have a major fight uh, at Jericho. It's that constant reminder that even when God allows us to cross over into the promises, even when God allows us to get what he has for us, sometimes we still have to fight. And I want to encourage you, the promise is yours, but every now and then you still have to fight. But you ought to be encouraged that with even though you may have to fight for it, there's somebody with a gift on the other side waiting to help you to do what you have been called to do. And so in this particular passage, uh, 
Joshua says, we're about to cross over into Jericho where God said, this is our land. I wish I had some people this morning that don't mind saying this is mine. It belongs to me. That, that, that vision belongs to you. That house belongs to you. That thing you've been praying for, it belongs to you. Joshua said, go over and spy it out so we can get ready to get what God has already said was ours. And the spies cross over and they stay at the house of a, of a, of a prostitute as she was known by the name of Rahab. And you may be saying to yourself right now, could God use a prostitute? I want to tell you something that prostitute is gifted to. I want to remind you, perhaps that's the first lesson of the day, that your yesterday does not define whether or not God can use you. Your last night does not define whether or not God can use you. If the Lord can use anything, Lord, please, you can use me. And so God chooses, decides to choose Rahab. The spies stay with Rahab. And when the spies stay with Rahab, word gets to the king that the spies have shown up in the city. Word gets to the king that the spies are at Rahab's house. But Rahab does something amazing. Rahab, not only does she hide uh, the, uh, the spies, she also deceives the king in order to save the life of the spies. She tells the king, yeah, I saw them. They went the other way. They went down the road. If you hurry up, you'll catch them. But in reality, she had hidden uh, those, uh, those spies. And so I want to do a couple of things, y'all. I got some things that I saw as it relates to Rahab's gift. And I'm, I'm telling the story. I'm going to talk about the gifts that I see in Rahab, but there's some things that you see in Rahab. And I want you to type them in because we want you, I want everybody to be reminded that sometimes the gifts don't look like what you think they look like. That's why we miss the gifts because we think our gifts are supposed to look like somebody else's gift. We think we're supposed to be able to sing like the other person sing or preach like the other person preach or dance like the other person dance or play like the other person play or speak like the other person speak or walk like the other person walk or, or have the bank account that the other person have. No, gifts come in so many different forms, shapes, and sizes, and God can use them for amazing things. And Rahab is a woman that even though she was known as a prostitute, God is saying, that is not who you are. You are a gifted woman of God, and I'm going to show you how I'm going to use you. So for example, I can when you think about the fact that she was able to hide these individuals and she was able to deceive the king, well, first gift that I see on display for Rahab was that she was brave. Did you see that? I think she was very brave and bravery is actually a gift because God said uh, that he is not gifted. He, God has not given us what? A spirit of fear. And so in this moment, Rahab was operating fearlessly. Shout out to this woman of God who society had counted out. Shout out to this woman of God who nobody thought could be used for anything. Shout out to this woman of God who was a part of the lost, the least, and the left out crowd. But she was brave. She was brave enough to hide the spies. She was brave enough to deceive the king. And she was able to do it. Why? Because her second gift was on display. The first gift I see is the gift of bravery. But the second gift I see in Rahab that she had the gift of discernment. Watch in verse nine. So after she does this, perhaps they're even wondering why in the world would this woman risk it all? Why would she risk her life for some people that was coming to take this land? Verse nine gives us the answer. In verse nine, Rahab says this, I know the Lord has given you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in this land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord has made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did to Sahan and Og, the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of heavens above the earth. 
above and the earth below. My sisters and brothers, God gave her that. Her, 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 her gift of discernment was on display because she realized that these weren't just two ordinary people from a foreign country that were coming in. She understood that these were two individuals that were on assignment from God. And it's amazing that this woman had this gift to discern some things that no other people could discern. Now, I want to remind you right now that you, some of you have that same gift where you can see some stuff that is happening to your people that you love, see some people that are happening in your community that other people don't have. And that is an amazing gift. And I pray that God will give more of us that spirit of discernment. Because when Paul talked about the spiritual gifts and he mentioned discernment in that same chapter, he reminded that the spiritual gifts are available for everyone who is willing willing to pray and receive these gifts. And so now I see that she's brave. I see that she has the gift of discernment, but then I also see another gift on display. I see that she's a skilled negotiator. She's brave. She has the gift of discernment, but then I see that she's a skilled negotiator. I told you, despite her yesterday, despite her um, her last night, Rahab can declare, I'm gifted too. Let's look at um, now um, a, a little bit further in her story. This is what she says. She says, now, now swear to me, I'm still in Joshua 2, now swear to me uh, by the Lord that you will be kind to my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all their families. We offer our own lives as a guarantee for your safety, the men agreed. If you don't betray us, we will keep our promise and be kind to you when the Lord gives us this land. I hope y'all see it like I see it. I see that Rahab is a skilled negotiator. God has gifted her with the ability to be able to negotiate some stuff. God has been gifted her with the ability to be able to work out some stuff. And there are some people in this season for the kingdom of God. God says, I can work through some skilled negotiators. I can work through some people that have the ability to plan some stuff. Shout out to all of you planners out there. Shout out to all of you that have the gift of administration. That's a biblical gift that's also recorded in scripture. And then Rahab uses this gift in an amazing way. And because she's able to use this gift, her third gift that I see is on um, display. Yes, I said that she was she was brave. I said that she was uh, she had the gift of discernment. Her third one was the uh, she was a skilled negotiator. But her fourth gift that I see on display is that she had the ability to save her entire family. Now, I think that's a gift to be able to be a protector. You say, what do you mean that she was a protector? Uh, well, what happens is that Rahab's story continues over to Joshua, uh, the sixth chapter. And this is at that moment where most of us are familiar with what happened before. We don't pay a lot of attention to Rahab, but this is that moment where Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. I love the story of Joshua fighting the battle of Jericho because that story is that constant reminder that sometimes we have to go into fights. We have to go into battles and we have to lead with worship. Is there anybody beside myself that has had a Jericho experience where you have discovered that there are only some fights and some only some victories and that only some battles can be won, uh, not by might, but not by power, but you have to lead with worship. And that's why I love the story of Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. Look, I've woken up my own little Joshua. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho by leading through worship. And it was amazing when those walls came coming down when Jer when Joshua's men rushed into Jericho to get what was promised to them. The Bible says that Joshua said, remember the promise that you kept uh, to that prostitute. He said, go to her house.
house, bring her out and her own whole family. And the Bible says that when they went in, they brought Rahab out. They brought her father out. They brought her mother out. They brought her brothers out. They brought all of her relatives out with her and they moved the whole family to a safe place near the camp of, of Israel. Did y'all hear what I just said? When she was obedient and she used her gift, God saved her entire family. Listen, I want to talk to some of you all out there that are using your gifts. Y'all want to remind you that by you using your gifts, you can be salvation for your entire family. Rahab was somebody that was counted out for sure. She was at the bottom of the food chain, but because she used her gifts, her whole family was saved. You could also could you could also conclude that had she not used her gifts, her entire family would be lost. Yeah, I love these moments where I get the metal uh, sister crystal and say this question. There is a dangerous thing that happens when people sit on their gifts. You could be sitting on your gifts and you think you're just in your feelings. You think you just don't feel like doing something. But is it possible? Is it unreasonable to conclude that by you sitting on your gifts, your gifts you could be putting your whole family's life in danger? By you sitting on your gifts, you could be impacting the church that God has been that assigned you to. By you sitting on your gifts, you could be impacting your whole community in a negative way just because you chose not to use your gifts. Rahab told us that when you use your gifts, it will it it will change. It has an impact like 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 never before. I want to meddle today. I'm gonna call no names as a sister that. Or worship. When she comes into worship, she 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 is she shifted some atmosphere. And every time that gift is on display, people notice it because sometimes people need to know it's okay, right? To to be free in worship, right? When that gift is on display, it lets other people know I can come in this place and I can cry if I need to. I can come in this place and I can lay down if I need to. I can come in this place when I don't feel like coming in this place, but God meets me where I am. Uh, there's a brother that I know, uh, he's gifted as well, but he's struggling with some stuff in life. And because of his struggle, uh, he doesn't use his gift like he won't, he should. Uh, whenever he uses the gift, he glows like a light at Christmas time. But because of his struggle, he don't use the gift all the time. I just want to encourage those individuals and others. That's how our adversary works. Your gifts, our gifts change stuff so much that he's going to do everything in his power to keep us from using it. He gonna say, you ain't nothing but a prostitute, Rahab. Them people ain't coming back for you. Can you imagine between the second chapter of Joshua and the sixth chapter of Joshua when all this stuff is going on? Uh, they, uh, can't you imagine the enemies talking to her and saying, Rahab, they ain't coming back for you. <laughs> Rahab, you ain't nothing. If they were gonna save anybody, why would they save you? But I said it earlier in the prayer and I said earlier at the beginning, Lord, if you can use anything, you can use me. And I believe that was Rahab's prayer. I believe that the gift of Rahab helped Rahab to see who she really was. Because the sermon not only tells us about other people, I think the sermon should tell us about ourselves. Is anybody with me? Does anybody else think that the sermon should be able to tell you about yourself? I think if I say, God, show me me in, in a humble way, I think God will show me me. He'll show me my bad. He'll show me my good. And I think that Rahab was able, through the gift of the sermon, to say, no, God is not interested in condemning me. God has something else for me. And I'm going to trust that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. And so then the attack comes and the walls are falling down 
And then what we see by the grace of God is that God kept his promise because Rahab used her gifts. That's a word for you today. God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. Say it. God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. I would say it one more time because it makes me feel good this morning. God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. I'm going to say it one more time. It's my happy moment. God will keep his promise if you, Pastor Walt, God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. I want to talk by Facebook. God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. YouTube, God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. Social media, whoever I forgot, streaming platform, God will keep his promise if you use your gifts. And certainly, um, y'all, last but not least, as we look at Rahab, certainly she was a brave uh, woman. She 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 was a brave woman of God. She she had the gift of discernment. She was a skilled negotiator. Uh, she was a protector because she saved her entire family. Um, but she is last but not least, she is an example of the fact that God can use anybody at any time for anything that he desires. Rahab is an example that God can use anybody at any time for anything that he desires. Rahab's story does not end in the book of Joshua. Rahab's account ends in the book of Matthew. Matthew 1, verse 1 through 5, reads as follows. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of um, Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz, whose mother was who? Rahab. In Matthew, the first chapter is the lineage of Jesus. It goes further. I didn't read it all because I didn't want y'all to fall asleep. That's the part of the Bible. We fall asleep on a bunch of names. But if you look up the names of these individuals listed here, you will discover every last one of them got it yesterday. Every last one of them got family drama. Most of them had blended families. Most of them dealt with some abuse and struggle and strain and bad marriages and uh, uh, all kind of stuff. But God says, Rahab, I'll let y'all know without any shame that 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 I that I'm a I come down that line that that Rahab is in my uh, uh, lineage that 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 one that y'all called a prostitute she in the, she in the, she at the family reunion right the one that y'all left out God is saying Rahab is that reminder that he can use anybody at any time or anything that he chooses you need to be reminded that your yesterday doesn't disqualify you that despite the fact that we all have a yesterday you're still getting it despite the fact that sometimes you try to go and do the right thing and you fall down to temptation listen i hate when i have moments when i fall to temptation that is the worst feeling in the world but i am so glad that if i fall the lord god almighty picks me up again and you ought to be glad when you have a moment where you just you lose it in a moment you know you say the wrong thing you do the wrong thing you look at the wrong thing and you feel disgusted with yourself god picks us up he cleans us off and 
he says, keep moving forward, soldier. Keep moving forward, woman of God. Keep moving forward, man of God, because I want to use you. You are gifted. You are equipped. And your mess up is not uh, bigger than the blessing. And it's not bigger than the, the, what I, the plan that I have for your life. So I leave you with this today, that you are gifted, that you are equipped. I want you to say that. Remember, your homework assignment is simple today. Look in that mirror and say that I'm gifted too. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Listen, y'all, let's pray about our gifts today. Lord, we thank you for the day. I thank you, God, this morning for being in the presence of so many gifted people, God. I don't take this moment lightly. God, I thank you for the opportunity just to be around so many gifted women and men who you've called for a time such as this. God, there are some individuals on this line that I want to pray first for those individuals, God, who know they have some gifts, but God, there's some other gifts that they need to tap into. They haven't, um, they haven't tapped into them and, and they don't because they're maybe they're new or they didn't even realize it as a gift. God, I pray, God, that you will help them to understand some gifts in a new way today. Help them to understand how to use those gifts. Help them to understand why you gave them those gifts. Help them to understand um, how you're going to use the gifts that are in them and how they're going to do some amazing work. God, I, I thank you for the gift. I ask that you protect the gift because gifted people, God, we're your gifts, God. We come under attack, God, especially when we stand up and say, I'm going to use the light. I'm going to use the gift. I'm going to use uh, what you uh, what you gave. So I pray that you protect all of the gifted people that I have the opportunity to serve this morning. God, I pray for those who feel like they don't have gifts, that they, that they don't have value, that they're trying to discover their gifts. God, let them see uh, who they really are. Let them see their gifts uh, sometimes hidden uh, as a diamond in a, in a coal mine, God. And they just got to dig in you, God. They got to dig in your word. They got to dig in there and, and, and understand their true identity, Father God. And they will see the diamond in the rough. And I pray for those individuals who have had some, some issues discovering the gifts in them. I pray, Father God, for people that may be seniors in the senior stage of life. And maybe they think that their gifts have passed them by. But God, remind them that the reason that they are still here is because there's a great gift and there's still a great work. So remind them and show them uh, their gifts at an early age. I pray for our children, Father God, who are going through the discovery phase. Let them know their gifts, Father God. Let them know that their value is finding, found in you. Let them know that their value is not profound in performance, but they are just gifted because they are children of the Most High God. God, I praise you today, and I thank you for using the gifts. God, what we want to do today, God, is because we all believe we're gifted. We want to surrender ourselves to you afresh on this day. We want to surrender our, our schedule to you, our life, our mind to you on this day. Have your way in our life. Touch like only you can. Heal like only you can. Lord, just do it. Just guide our footsteps on the day so that everything that we do brings honor to your name. God, we love you. We praise you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings. Thank you, God, for what you have done. Thank you for what you're going to do. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. Amen, amen, amen. All right, family, listen, love you. Um, at EBC Steel Creek, there is no Bible study tonight. I'm not certain about the schedule for the main campus. At EBC Steel Creek, we're going to kick up uh, with a fresh Bible study um, next week. No Bible study tonight. Listen, love you all. Mean it. God bless you. God keep you. And may heaven smile upon you. You are so gifted. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. 
We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.